Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood here on the show. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by two friends of the show, Matt and Amanda from Candid Cinema. And today, we're here to give our thoughts about the latest movie that hit theaters this past weekend, The Last Duel. And before we, uh, ugh, sorry, before we begin today's review, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we'd love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. So, what's going on, guys? How, how's life? It's going. It's going. It's going. Stressful yeah. still. October's messy, man. Like, it there's is. so much to watch. <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> this is March all over again. Like March was hell. It was oh terrible. God. I know. I I didn't think I was gonna make it through. And then like <laughs> badgering about Zack Snyder's Justice League. That was literally the worst experience I've ever had. <laughs> Social media was a freaking disaster when that thing it's like, came like you, you guys actually Justice League? Justice League? Justice League? It was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm guilty of it because I spammed Restore the Snyderverse over and over again when it came out. I was like, dude, you better start restoring the damn thing. We want to see it finish. Well, yeah. I'm, well, we got part of it. <laughs> we got part. <laughs> we got part and we're like done. <laughs> well, well, we got us a taste. Yeah, gave us gave us a taste. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's been a crazy weekend. I mean, my team, the Vikings, won uh, uh, that day, and we did the Chamber of Secrets recording uh, yesterday, and then we did the Halloween draft. I was like, well, it's been a crazy <laughs> weekend, and I was a little exhausted. Yeah, it, it gets a little uh, crazy. Cray-cray. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> Depending on what you're doing, and it's like, uh, I'm like, I just had to start this Harry Potter movie series like this late, but it's fine. It's fine. As long as it's done before the year is over, we'll be good to go. <laughs> Uh, really quick before we get into our last duel uh, review, uh, anyone watch uh, DC fandom? We didn't really, we're not like covering it on the pod, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I covered it for uh, for Geek Bomb, um, but like, I guess we were talking about it like on uh, on Cinemania World too, where like the schedule was so bad this year because we didn't even have a schedule like compared to last year. So last year we had a full schedule for two days. It was live versus this year where it was one day, one, one day, day yeah. four hours. Yeah. Pre-recorded and they crammed everything into the four hours, but it's also like stuff that they already showed us like, yeah, cool. We got some concept art, but like Shazam Fury of the Gods and Aquaman both already started filming like we should have gotten more footage the flash gave us footage right and then the best thing about that entire day was the freaking batman trailer and they saved us to the very end exactly i'm like you tuckered us out for four hours you really think that i'm gonna be like as excited for the batman trailer? i was don't get me wrong (laughs) but like i was like hyped up on like four cups of coffee trying to get through this shit man like i was like it's exhausting i don't care about the cw shows i don't care i don't care i'm sorry you're not alone in this like it doesn't make sense like cool 
Grant Gustin is finally getting the boots that Barry <laughs> Allen wears. Like, First of all, like, nobody guys- really cares about the Flash show because it's already going down the toilet, especially after the backlash from the from the last season. It's been it's getting worse and worse. Like, who gives a shit if they have the gold boots? Who really cares? I mean, I'm I'm more excited for the Flash movie. That's more intriguing than this stupid show. <laughs> what I think that they should have done was that, like, if you're just gonna have a discussion with these people, and I th- Leo also mentioned it. Um, to just put those conversations on their YouTube channel. Exactly. Focus well, on the, the bigger stupid stuff. Peacemaker thing. I was like, don't that thing was half an uh, hour, bro. That thing was half an hour. I was yeah. like, I'm going to go take a nap because this does not need <laughs> to be half an hour for a character that you just showed us. And then in they the Suicide finally Squad. showed us yeah. the trailer. And I, was, I was like, finally yeah. get to the I trailer. Mean, just okay. shut up already. We really... just drop it. <laughs> the one, the one dumb thing they did during the DC Phantom for the CW Superman and Lois, because I thought we were going to get a little something tease from season two, but you know what they did? They did this whole stupid MTV crib style. Hey, Hey, yeah. let's, I mean, let's, let's go, let's take a tour around the Kent house. And then that's it. I was like, what the hell was the point of that? Last year was definitely Supergirl. Like, sure. I don't give a crap about was, that show. Was, was Henry Cavill going to show up at the house? Who knows? <laughs> nope. Uh, you never know. <laughs> He's on two other things in his career. <laughs> yeah. But the saving grace of the DC fandom was definitely the Batman trailer. That's what I've been looking forward to. Hell and it really yeah. delivered. I wanted to see more of like, I mean, they kind of did more like static shock. Like they kind of touched on that. I was kind of, I was kind of excited for that. They kind of touched on Batgirl, not really. They did a little bit of the uh, Cape Crusader, the new animated series. They actually yeah. showed us a little bit of footage. I was surprised, but yeah, it just felt like updates of like announcements that we got last year. And they showed us a little bit of Blue Beetle that they're working on the project for um, HBO Max movie, and they got the actor who played Miguel in Cobra Kai to play the character. And I was like, yeah, because yeah. that's what I was hoping. And, yeah. and they actually confirmed it because it's been rumors going around that he was cast. And I was like, yeah, this is the right guy to play Blue Beetle. And I saw the concept art of the suit. I was like, yep, I'm in. Yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. I mean, like the Black Adam trailer looks pretty cool. Didn't really oh, care too much sick. for the Flash because I don't that like Ezra sick. Miller. I just don't. I don't. That I Black love Ezra Adam Miller. trailer, literally, sorry. Uh, that Black Adam trailer, I lost my freaking marbles like, and I'm it? so happy. It was at the beginning. Beginning, yeah. I was like, "Yes, we're gonna start off great with the Black Adam." I was like, eh, and then it just like fizzled. I was like, "Great guys, you put that at the top of the freaking hour." <laughs> he looks amazing. You can tell that this has been in development for like ten years. You can tell that this is a passion project, mm-hmm. and I really love like it, within that little snippet. I'm pretty sure they still have to go to post production, but it looked so polished already and so detailed that I am like terrified for my Shazam Lee to actually meet Black Adam. Like I'm so scared. But also if you have Henry Cavill Superman with the Shazam working together, taking on the man of steel, Hey, Dwayne Johnson gets what he wants. He wants Henry Cavill to come in. He gets what he wants. (laughs) Don't you say that. Well, yeah, that kind of concludes our DC fandom coverage here on the pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I just wanted like get everyone's thoughts because I mean, I I thought it was okay. I mean, I mean the show is underwhelming, but the some of the stuff they covered was, was like so Netflix good that we're trying to get event. over the hangover with some of the great DC trailers. Yeah, and whatever. I mean, it is what it is. You guys ready to talk about some last duel? The last duel. Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll be right back with our the last duel review right after this short break. The most unspeakable charge has been brought against you. Jacques Legree entered our home. He attacked me. 
The accusation is false. I am telling the truth. The truth does not matter. There is only the power of men. This should be settled quietly. I am innocent! I request a duel to the death. If you lose, your wife will suffer dire consequences. One of us has lied. Let us let God decide. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our The Last Duel review. This is directed by the famous Ridley Scott. And a few writers on this as well is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Nicole uh, Holofsener. And stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Jody Comer. And, of course, Matt um, not Matt Damon. Well, Ben Affleck as well. My gosh. And the story is as follows. King Charles VI declares that the knight Jean de la Cruz. I think I got that right. I don't know. De Carouge. De Carouge. There we go. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> France, is, French is not my, my second language. Neither is Spanish, but it's, <laughs> it's fine. Um, settles uh, his dispute with uh, his squire by challenging him to a duel. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. So uh, I guess we'll go around the show here really quick. We'll get everyone's industrial reactions. We'll do that'll be more so of the spoiler section. And then when you hear this bad boy, that means we'll get into spoilers. So again, that means we'll be getting into spoilers, but not yet. So I'm going to pass it over to Matt first so he can give his initial reactions. Then we'll go to Amanda and then I'll give mine. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Ridley Scott since since Gladiator and Alien, and I thought he was a, he's a great filmmaker of making these types of medieval stories. And yeah, he's made a lot of stinkers in the past, but I thought The Martian was his big comeback. And seeing being announced that the last duo was about to become announced and it's directed by Ridley Scott, and you got a great all star cast, and you got Matt Damon returning for the second time, and you got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon writing the screenplay together. And this is the first time in a long time they did it together since Goodwill Hunting, which I, I found out till later at the end of the credits. I was like, what? <laughs> and oh, I really love this movie. I thought it was the great cinematography, and I love that Ridley Scott was able to tackle some of the subject matter and showing the d- three different chapters from the, each character's point of view from their truth to Matt Damon and Adam Driver and Jodie Comer. The two of the stand outs was definitely Jody Comer and Adam Driver. They were the scene stealers. This is an Oscar of worthy performance. I really love that we were able to see the different point of view of their own truth, but the real truth is definitely Jody Comer. Yeah, I definitely agree. And actually, before we get to Amanda, for anyone out there watching, I did want to give just a bit of a um, trigger warning because there are a few um, events that happen in this movie that uh, some people may feel you know may relive uh certain aspects of their lives so just wanted to throw that out there before we even get, get into spoilers so uh go ahead amanda uh with your thoughts yeah thank you for doing that by the way um <laughs> that's mm-hmm. uh it's really important because a lot of people on socials um have you know i'm guilty of that too i've been telling people to watch it because I, I personally think that it's a very important film. Um, I do think that 20th Century Studios and Disney especially should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of this film mm. or like with the trailer or something, like just notifying people what they're about to watch when they go in here. Um, I had very low expectations going into The Last Duel. Uh, I don't know why I did. I think Ridley Scott is extremely talented. I really enjoyed The Martian out of the past, like, I guess, 10 years that he's done something. He did Raised by Wolves as well, I think, for HBO Max. 
I think I missed that one. Uh, but I, you watched it, right? Yeah, yeah. me and Leah yeah, both watched it. Yeah, I remember. It. It was Wait, what were you talking? What, what did you uh, say? Raised the, by the, Wolves. The, the, uh, oh, that was so good. You got to check that you. out. The show's amazing. Really, like super sci-fi. But sorry, continue. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> of course. No, I, I didn't watch it, but I remember you raving about it. I think last year uh, you were talking about it. So Ridley Scott is very talented. I'm, I was very surprised that he chose to work on a project like this at his old age and completely nail it the way he did. We'll talk about like the structure of it afterwards, but my initial thoughts, I did not expect to, um, I don't want to say enjoy because of the subject matter, but um, (laughs) I, I enjoyed the structure of this film and the technical aspects that are presented in order to tell the story. Um, And I personally think that this is a very important film for many people to watch because it shows different perspectives um, from different people in different situations at different moments in their lives. And it creates a very well-rounded character arc for all three of the characters that we see per chapter. So I think it's an important film and I enjoyed what Ridley Scott did with it. I was very surprised with it. Yeah. I, I'm pretty much going to piggyback back of both of you guys yeah. here. Sorry. <laughs> I cannot talk today much like any other day, but um, I actually, I took my mom to go see this. Uh, she was in town and I was surprised she, she came because I've been begging her to, I'm like, mom, we got to go to the movies. Like, she's like, why do you want me to come to the movies every single time I come? I'm like, well, this is something to do, but she actually uh, enjoyed it herself. Uh, I'll give her thoughts here after we get into the spoiler section. But uh, for mine, I, I didn't really know what to expect from this. Like when I first saw the trailer, I was like, Oh, like, yes, like medieval, like that is it's, it's that like, that is my like bread and butter, like anything like game of Thrones, Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, anything of that nature. Like I've always just gravitated towards the like high fantasy medieval esque genre for whatever reason, ever since I was a kid. But I mean, I, I really did enjoy this. The, the nonlinear storytelling um, I've always enjoyed uh, that style of uh, style of storytelling. And um, overall, like, I mean, like we said, the performances were great. Uh, the cin- cinematography was pretty great too. And uh, just yeah. the dialogue scene, like the super heavy dialogue scenes, you're just oh, man. sitting there and I was like, oh, like what's going to happen next? And of course, you know, when Amanda was saying like, it's hard to say like, oh, I enjoy this film because of the subject matter. Um, but it, it is really nice to see, you know, everyone's side of the same story and filling the holes in as we go along. Because when you first start this movie, you might seem you might be a little confused. Um, not even like within the first like 10 minutes, just like even after that, when it goes, finally gets into the story, um, when it starts with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with, uh, Matt Damon's character and then, you know, shifts between, uh, Jodie Comer and Adam Driver's character as well. But it's, it's kind of not more of like a, he said, she said thing, but kind of just figuring out, okay, like what really happened? Because mm. I thought something else was going to happen and so did my mom, but it didn't happen. So. I was kind of like, okay, well, this is good. But yeah, overall, just between this and Halloween Kills, like it really sucks that this movie is not making as much in the box office as it should. Um, I mean, it's. I think it's just, I think it's just the reason why it's not making as much because this is more of an Oscar contender. It's aiming more for the Oscars than the box office itself. I mean, most people don't go see like, like, um, period piece movie drama. Yeah. Yeah. And like period piece, like I'm, it's, it's always my jam. Like I'm a big Downton Abbey fan. 
I love that show so yes. much. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, Halloween Kills for Best, best Picture, you know. But it, it it really does seem like this year has been the the year for fran- like these, you know, mega franchises just, you know, taking it. Like, I mean, I knew F9, Fast 9, whatever was going to do its thing, but I was like, <sighs> Uh, <sighs> I I Can we just stop with the I franchise hate that already? Movie so much. And like we got it's, the green. It was easily the worst. It's. It, I. Yeah. It's. It's like I. I really. You know. It's. It's fun to. You know. We all enjoy like the franchise films, but it's. It's the ones that really like. I didn't expect this to be this good. Like at all. I was like at first. I was like, well. And then I was like, oh, okay. Now this is like really, really interesting. But it's like I. I really wish there were more. I guess not casual or like average moviegoers going to see other things besides franchise blockbusters, because I feel like obviously anything Marvel people are going to be there for anything DC people are going to be there for, you know, any of these other big franchises, even there's like a new transformers movie, people are going to be there because it's a part of a franchise, but it, I mean, it, it would be nice to kind of, you know, give the attention to other films, which is why we, you know, try to cover as much things as we can here on the show outside of like you know the superhero genre as much fun as it is there are other films out there that need as much attention so yeah i had to agree i mean this is the world we live in more most of movies they go to is a franchise or Mm -hmm. an animated family film yeah and that's it it's disney or disney (laughs) literally it's so bad and it's funny because the last duel is also under disney now so yeah 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 i mean and i I wonder how long this one has actually been under production because there's no way disney would have like greenlit this like within the last year but maybe i think it might have i think it might have been greenlit before the merger uh, started to be completed ben ben and matt had this i think like five or six years ago okay okay because they were trying to get into production yeah it's it's based off of a book and i'm I always say that like Ben Affleck is the one that, uh, <laughs> that wrote Good Will Hunting <laughs> and instead of Matt Damon and Matt Damon just sat there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was just really happy that they were back together again. And um, considering considering what had happened with Ben during the entire movement, right. um, it was just really interesting to see that he would tackle something like this with a female uh with nicole holof center uh co-writing so it was just a really interesting thing that he wanted to present yeah yeah that is true you know uh ben's been through uh through a lot for sure um it was really room for him and on today i'm not gonna lie it really really was but it is what it is but yeah so those are pretty much my final thoughts um well not my final thoughts excuse me my initial thoughts my gosh um <laughs> so are you guys ready to just like get into spoilers because i feel like we're we're getting into, into that into that zone for spoilers. So, yeah, sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning of the last duel. Again, that is your second spoiler warning of the last duel. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it and come back and listen to the rest of this. So um, I guess where to begin? Uh, Jody Comer was telling the truth for sure. I mean, it's always mm-hmm. you know like the victims it's always going to be their truth versus, you know, the, he said, she said thing, but um, was, I was expecting that, but I will say uh, me and my mom actually both thought during the scene with her and Adam driver, that she was actually going to give in at some point, but I wasn't entirely sure because it kind of went back and forth. Like, Oh, like, will they, won't they, but it didn't really seem like she 
was as interested. She was just being more cordial and very, you know, presentable and nice, you know, just being what I guess a good wife would be to like, you know, her husband's squire. And of course, Adam Driver's character kind of taking that into his own hands and clearly misreading a lot of signals there. And I really just like how they, for like for like a split second, I thought she was like, well, maybe she would. I'm like, there's no way she would lie, though. There's no point. And it's like, you know, she, she knows the law, of course, of the land when it comes to something like this, of course, for the last duel. But uh, I kind of mm-hmm. just wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on it, kind of just open it up to you guys. If there's anything about the movie you wanted to talk about, anything that struck you um, in a good way or, or in a bad way. I guess we'll start with Amanda. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that normally when they do a disjointed narrative and they have three different characters, you know, telling different versions or different sides to the story, I hate it. I normally don't like it. They never do it properly. It's never engaging. It's more confusing than anything in my, in my opinion. So like I avoid that stuff. I don't really, I don't really like that kind of structure. So, you know, at the beginning of this film, we start with with Matt Damon, Jean de Carouge, and we have his entire story, his entire chapter. And we see his backstory. Um, we see him like struggling in the kingdom. We see him marry Jodie Comer. Um, we see all of that and how he presents himself. I think that's the most important thing in each chapter is that you see these three characters and how they present themselves, how they perceive themselves in the kingdom. And then what's so brilliant about what Ridley Scott does is that he changes the angle of the camera. He changes, and then Ben and Matt and Nicole change the angle of the story. So the perception switches. And Ridley Scott allows the viewer to also question conversations and, you know, just all of that within the three chapters, which is so impressive, again, at his age to, like, tackle something like this because Mm -hmm. the, the amount of cuts, the amount of, like, framing, like, just all of that is, like, he had to film the same scene multiple times so the structure is the most important thing about this film and i absolutely loved it i was so impressed and speaking of like seeing multiple scenes um you know this is a trigger warning right now because there is an an assault scene and we have to see Sorry. No, no, you're good. No, I was just throwing that in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. there is, there is an, you know, there's an assault scene. It's, uh, it's very difficult to watch. Um, but even watching it twice over, the first time you see Adam Driver and he's more playful. It's more playful. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, you see it in his perspective. You don't really see Jodie Comer, but you still, it's the implication of like is it forced? And like we saw in like how he treats women in the kingdom, it's very forced and it's aggressive. And you, for me anyway, I was sitting there, I was frozen. I was like, this does not feel right whatsoever. Like it, it really, like it, it got me. And then watching it from Jodie Comer's perspective in her act, the truth, I was like in tears, literally just sitting there crying. And it was just the most, effective impactful thing that i've experienced in a theater in regards to that subject matter so it's not it's not light that scene is not light 
and Ridley Scott did it as tasteful as he could to actually get the story across, to get the truth across. And that's, again, a very important thing to take away from The Last Duel. So because the subject matter is a bit rough, again, like take it easy if you can't handle that. Like there's a reason why there's disclaimers on 13 Reasons Why as well. Like I struggled with that season as well. So um, yeah, it's an important watch if you can sit through it. It's all about perception and how people carry those conversations and how other people look at you. And it's just, it's, it's fantastic work from really Scott at the age that he is. I just rambled. I'm so sorry, but like, no, you're it was good. just, it was, uh, yeah, I loved it. I was very impressed with it. No, it's all good. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, definitely from Adam driver's perspective, I guess you could say that is the censored quote unquote version of mm-hmm. you know yes. his side and then of course with jody comer you know the, the the real truth comes out for sure but i'll pass it over to matt uh to give his uh his uh, thoughts yeah the insult scene was very unpleasant to watch and from adam driver's point of view when you see his story play out you realize that he doesn't he led himself to believe that what he did was not rape it was just that's just how he believes that that's the way women were treated because they were treated like objects they were just properties to them they were not to be taken seriously when you see through jody comer's perspective it was not very pleasant it was all wrong and it, it, and he's lying to himself in the believing that, yeah, I did not do that. I committed adultery. And and I, in seeing Matt Damon's perspective, he's known as to be a noble, great knight. And he, and you've seen from his eyes that he did treat her well. But then when you saw Jody Comer's perspective, he was a crappy husband. He he did not care for her. He just yeah. needed to marry her just because to pay off his debts because her family's rich. And and he was in a bit of a pickle at the time. And he was only doing the whole duel to the death because he wanted to like get be known as a hero because he's kept getting crapped on because Adam Driver is the one getting the most uh, more attention than him. Yeah, that was and, weird. And how how brutal was the the fight in oh, the combat? Very, oh my god, my that was like cringed. Game of Thrones she, level. She of like combat. towards the end. I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Damon was a to- he's a total badass as a knight. Like he is a great fighter. Yeah, it was great. Like I mean, the the duel was like insane. But like just from the entire perspective, like where you're saying from Matt Damon's character, like from his you, you from his perspective in chapter one, it makes it seem like you you kind of feel bad for him because he does get crapped on a lot. Yeah, like he's like Peter Parker in Spider Man too. Just constantly it's, getting crapped on Ben Affleck's like no I like Adam Driver he's cool I don't like you you suck it's just the funniest thing because like Ben and Matt like obviously if you're gonna write for anybody like Ben wrote that be like no Matt you're perfect for this role <laughs> here you go you're gonna Ben's be this guy wig. I was like at first I wasn't feeling I'm like you know what he doesn't look half bad in that right? way <laughs> it grew on me too I was actually you know what Ben Affleck gave a fantastic performance honestly it was so low key but he was like funny and arrogant and it just he cracked me up the line delivery he did such a great job sorry no, but yeah, no like, you're he fine. Was great. No, it's all good he's so good yeah it, it's ben did not like matt Damon's character at all just like he's like i just don't like him it's like well i, I just don't like him it's like okay like but yeah like what matt was saying you know uh matt damon only married jody comer's character for the money because you know he was in a bit of a pickle and we don't really even see the wedding all that much he's just like Oh yeah, they, they just saw them yeah, do the wedding. Like, that's it because this quick. was an arrangement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of just like a occasion. boom, boom, boom. And uh, my mom was saying that like 
you know, she didn't really like just how, how the women were being treated in the entire movie and I explained to her, I'm like, well, you know, unfortunately, you know, back then, like women were treated as objects. Like that's literally how women were treated. Exactly. Like 100%. That's just the way they were treated in the duel to the death. I mean, this was before we even have like lawyers to solve any cases. No, they do a duel exactly. to the death and let God decide what, who's telling the truth or not. And which is kind of messed up because it's, you know, throughout the entire movie, like Jodie Comer gets mad at Matt Damon's character and, She's like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm risking my life for you. And she's like, no, you're risking it. My life for your pride. And it's like, that's yeah. Yeah. And he realizes it like he called him out on his bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, they they definitely fought to the death because, you know, it opens oh, up yeah. with that scene. I was like, oh, OK, I kind of see what they're doing. Here. Oh, and especially when he beats Adam Driver's character, he still is denying the fact that he did assaulted her. Yeah. But, he, but from the moment that he saw her in chains. He could have stopped the fight and he could have ended it, it, but 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 he knows that if he like backs out, then she probably would have had to be executed and burns it to death. I guess the lawsuit. And, and he was really. like, you know what? He, I have to do this for her to protect her. I don't care if he's denying telling the truth or not. And he just jams that dagger down his throat. I was like, oh my god, how yeah. fucking brutal that was. It was it was great. It's very poetic too because he went straight for his vocals. Yeah. His vocal oh voice, yeah, his right? vocals. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was really cool, but also like Ridley Scott still got it with that combat, yeah. my <laughs> friends. He oh, still got it. I was like, this is giving me gladiator yes. type. Like, I was like, oh my god! I was sitting there. You could hear the freaking blade, everything, the blood. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, the surround sound and like, oh my god, you can hear it literally. Yeah. You feel yeah. it. I would say what a shown this in like IMAX or something, but they only had like standard viewing. Oh, so if like only Dolby. they played it in premium screens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was only standard screens. But yeah, what Amanda was saying, like the combat was great. Just the 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 metal sound of the swords clashing was just like bone chilling. I'm like, yeah, this is this is all it's kind of like in Game of Thrones with Hardhome when um Jon Snow like kills one of like the superior like White Walkers with um Longclaw because like one of the white walkers has kind of like a um, kind of like a ice sword. And then John comes up with long claw because it's made of Valyrian steel. And you hear that. It's like a high pitch. I was like, Oh, it was great. I was (laughs) like, yeah, I I definitely got those vibes from this movie, but yeah, the combat was fantastic. In the court, in the court, in the court scene, like how ignorant would these people were when, when she had, was pregnant and they believed that, Hey, if you had pleasure, that's when you'll have child. People you can't be pregnant if you were sexually assaulted. I was like, they actually believed that's, it back in the day. Yeah. They were very ignorant. That's what was so like frustrating to sit through is that like they showed the old mentality yet living in today's day and age, it's more of like, it's reconstructed. It's not that barbaric anymore, but like the whole like my body, my choice, like that's also still yeah. a conversation, which is like yeah. absolutely bonkers to me. That's still a conversation and people are protesting that, but it's just the conversation has changed. Mm. Like, sorry, the the bones of the conversation like is still there um, and the issues and all of that. And it's just evolved into something different. Women are able to speak up now, which is also amazing as we've seen with multiple movements um and that's great especially for like uh, for uh survivors uh who've experienced that right so Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, it's just that mentality. You sit there; it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. was very frustrated. You're sitting there. It's like, why are you saying this stuff? Yeah, like, exactly. Like why? Like you're sitting there, like, oh my god, what yeah. the hell are they talking about? Are you really that stupid? Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, they don't. You're not going to think about it when you lived during that time. Yeah. But it's just a better time to be alive now than it better than back in the day, oh, in the for sure. century, oh, or yeah. or beyond. It's really dark. no go ahead. because they can get away with anything back in the day. Oh yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's it's all just about like he said, she said. You know, we don't. Exactly. Like, th- like not you even couldn't like, find any hard evidence. Yeah, like not even like I mean, obviously like the technology and everything, but that's what makes like a lot of these stories so interesting because you know yeah. it, it is like oh well you know they could have just like took a picture or whatever whatever. It's like well no like back then it's you know I mean people you know women were dying in childbirth but that was yeah way way more of a issue way back then. So it's like and just yeah. I mean people did not live very long back back then no they didn't like and it was a short life was literally short it's crazy to think it's like where did they come up with these rules that like a woman needs to um you know experience pleasure in order to have a kid and it's like well yeah they clearly don't know anything about the human body back then that's what happens it's it's manipulation (laughs) through time to time Sorry, I was also laughing because like they were accusing of Matt Damon not being able to do it. Oh my god! They, so he can, he, saying, can you just give this guy a break? He's, he's still getting crapped on again. I, I literally actually started laughing, and I'm like, Ben Affleck's like, yeah, you're perfect for this role. Oh yeah, you're perfect for this role, bro. <laughs> No. I was just I, I was like that's just like a side note of like their friendship that just made me die of laughter while I was watching it, even though like it is a powerful scene. Yeah, but it's small things. Dude, like I would sell my soul to hang out with Matt Damon and, and Ben oh, Affleck. Absolutely. I mean, their friendship yeah. is just so <laughs> well. Like, um, especially when they promote their own maze like twice, it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So I I guess so. Um, Ben, not Ben. Well, uh, Matt Damon's mother. I thought there was a bit of a conspiracy here because. When Matt Damon's mother takes all the servants when, you know, before the happening, I thought it was some kind of payoff that Adam Driver's character made with uh, Matt Damon's mother because she didn't really like him, like her all that much, the Jodie Comer all that much. So it was like, I was like, is this like, is this the whole thing like a setup or did she just literally just up and leave this woman all by herself? Oh, I know that was pretty crappy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it. I feel like it was kind of. I thought it was too. Yeah, yeah, just because, like, how the hell did they even know she was by herself? You know, yeah, like, it just didn't make any sense. So I think that she left, took all the servants. Like, it's very like planned out. So yeah, I, I it, it felt a little bit of a plot convenience. Like how the the Adam Driver of, in his right hand man know that she was all alone? Something it was. It had setup. to be totally. It had to be a yeah, setup. Well, technically, wait a minute. Matt Damon said that he was leaving for Paris. Mm. Oh right. So never right. mind. He didn't know. He didn't know. He just didn't know that the servants weren't going to be there either. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. So technically, yeah, it, it he. Not that Matt Damon set it up, but Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam like, Driver set it up. Yeah, plotted. yeah. So that, yeah. yeah, that makes that makes. Yeah, sense. and there was one scene from Matt Damon's point of view when she confesses what Adam Driver did. They they, they totally cut the part out about yep. him being furious to her, and they mm-hmm. tell you saw from Joni Comer's point of view. Yep. Yeah, I was like, wow, dude, that took a different turn. Yeah, I didn't expect that either. I honestly think that Jodie, if anyone from the cast has a chance to get nominated, I think she would get nominated for supporting. Hands yeah. down, yeah. I think she, she would too, for sure. Yeah, Adam Driver was good in that role. Though. Oh, dude, he can do no wrong. I mean, he's in a I position where he can pick and choose. He he picks the 
best projects to be a part of. He does. And he's such a good villain. Like it was just such a perfect role. And the thing for me is that like, yeah, we've seen him, seen him as Kylo Ren, but it's just such a different like level of darkness to this character that Mm -hmm. I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he doesn't go for the same roles that he would kind of be like typecast as. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this is very like he's chosen like so many different roles, and that's why like I'm just so excited to see. Sorry, I'm just so- <laughs> I got this really weird chill like through my body. Okay. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh my god, but yeah, like I um. I uh, I love watching him. I think Martin Scorsese said it best is that when he got he was cast in uh, Silence in Scorsese's oh, picture, man. which is a brilliant movie. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. He loves watching him. I'm like, yes, the man is very impressive. Like Adam Driver is beyond impressive if you look at his filmography right now. Like he's worked with Spike Lee, Scorsese, oh, Noah yeah. Baumbach, Ridley Scott. Like you know, it's just it, the list goes on, and he's just so talented. I'm so well, and he in his early days, he was just known as the comedic pro from Girls, an HBO show. That's, then he, he did a, a lot city. of rom com shows like uh, What If. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, well, I never watched the Sex and the I only sea, know so that I because know. of my mom. She used to watch it all. Uh, <laughs> <He's> like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, I, my, the first time I saw him was in Girls, but like. The thing with Adam Driver is that, like, he's just so intriguing. He is. Like, he has a... That's what makes him, like, attractive and, like, appealing is that he's just such an interesting person to listen to and to watch. Mm. And that's amazing to have that level of, like, an X Factor in today's, like, version of Hollywood. Yeah. I believe he was a Marine as well. I believe he was an armed forces. Yeah, Yeah. he was definitely a Marine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. My favorite of his performance was definitely Marriage Story. I mean, oh, that was so like, good. wow. <laughs> I love him in Black Klansman, though. God. That oh, he was so great good. in Black I mean, Klansman. Man. Fantastic <laughs> in Black Klansman. <laughs> that movie is everything. Oh, my God. I love Black Klansman. I was like, so this yeah, should have gotten film. all the awards. Everything. Like, ah. Uh. That was so give him, good. Give him a win, please do. He earned it. <laughs> yeah, he 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 does. I mean, he, he picks the best roles. I mean, he's. I'm, I'm sure we'll probably maybe see him in, you know, some kind of Marvel something at some point. It, I really, it really all know. depends. I mean, I don't know if he would want to pick Marvel right now after the fallout with the Star Wars Episode Nine because after the backlash that they had to deal with, and yeah. I think he's just more of a sticking with more of a drama projects here and there but, from time to yeah, time. Yeah, I feel like the hate wasn't really towards Adam Driver, but it's no, no, like, it was never towards Adam Driver. It's just the movie <laughs> itself and the way that they wrapped up the trilogy yeah. and it just became downfall. And that's why I saw a, a Twitter uh, post. Someone was like, "Oh, between Harry Potter." Uh, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars. If you had to choose a fandom to get rid of, and I was like, bye bye, Star Wars. As yeah, much well, you know as what? I my reaction you. was like, you, it was my um, reaction was like, you can't do this to me. No, you're not going to make me choose. No, if no, I had I'm to sorry. choose, it would be Star Wars. It, it is, it's the I, messiest I, one. It's the worst. It is me- honest. It's so it bad. Is. I agree that it is a messy, yeah. especially with the fandom. But I think that now with the upcoming D, uh, Disney Plus projects, and even after the Mandalorian oh, yeah. season two finale, it gave me a lot of hope that we can still get more great oh, content yeah. and give us what the fans have wanted. Well, for the new fans, I'm rooting more, more for them because this is like a yeah. really yeah. good time to be. A I Star mean, Wars fan. the toxic has been going on long before that Disney bought Star Wars. I mean, it's been go- even during the prequel trilogy. Oh, there's was been a big so backlash. Bad. It, it was, was so, so worse. Like, tr- look it up back in the day with the prequel even with, like, trilogy, Kelly especially. Murray with the Phantom Menace. Like, Did you know that? Yeah, Jake Lloyd got crapped on. Yeah, 
Like he can, yeah. he never saw the end of it when he was playing Anakin. Yeah, him and uh, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. Oh, and, yeah, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. He almost, he was tempted suicide. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was, poor guy. It wasn't that like people. I mean, I hated the kid. I hated Jar Jar, but I, but I'm not, but I'm not, bl- but I'm not blaming the actor. <laughs> no, Christian. No, he's not. Jar Jar Binks. We all can't stand Jar Jar, but I'm not gonna like send death threats to the actor. No, like, it, of course. I mean, they're so dude. They're just bad. actors delivering lines. Yeah. they're just. Paid actors, like I'm just, they're paid to read yeah, lines and read and act them out. That's their I job. A contract, I show up and do my lines. I go. It's home. not rocket science. It's common sense. Yeah, people are yeah. crazy. But uh, let's actually wrap up here. I don't want to take too much of your guys' time. I know it's getting a little late here, and I work tomorrow morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just give our final thoughts, and um, you can also end with your score of the last duel. We'll start with Matt, and then we'll go to Mana, and then I'll give mine. Yeah, overall, I was uh, pleasantly surprised with this movie. It's definitely in my top 10 favorite movies of the year so far. And I know we still got a lot more to go for the rest of the year. Dude. And I'm, if I gave my score on Letterboxd a four and a half out of stars, but for me, I'm going to give this thing a little bit of 8.5 out of 10. And I think when I go back and rewatch it again, I might like it a lot more and more. Oh, yeah. Are you buying this on Blu-ray? Oh, hands down. It's a great <laughs> worth a purchase on 4K Blu-ray. And if it were to come out it on streaming service, I think it will. It, 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 oh, it better. It has to. Like, come it's on. beautiful. It, and if it were to come out on streaming service, it'd probably be most likely Hulu because they're not going to put this on Disney+. Plus. They're yeah, not going to they, put an R-rated content on there. Yeah. They will. They oh, will. Oh, no, they will because they're they starting to. Yeah. They put Free Guy, and not mm-hmm. saying that that's R-rated, but that's a 20th Century Studios production. Well, maybe in so Canada, Free right. Guy's on there. Well, yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm sorry. It is. It's on the Star in Canada, so that means like yeah, Hulu, Free Guy. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, because in the U.S. Yeah. Because in the U.S. Because in the U.S. for for 20th Century, they'll put it on Hulu because oh it's. In the I mean, US. she gets yeah, Free yeah. Guy, but sorry, we get HBO guys. Max. So yeah, and when I when I first saw that they were going to do Star <laughs> content, I was like, oh, are they going to show it nationwide? But no, it's for the yeah. outside of the U.S. I was like, yeah. oh my God. I'm, uh, yeah, I completely blanked. I always forget that like I'm in like La La Land here in freaking Canada. <laughs> we get nothing. Yeah. I yelled at I yelled at Crave Canada. I'm like, I need Titans no, on you Crave. Don't. No, you don't. I can't deal with these spoilers anymore. Like, <laughs> oh, I saw, oh, you, I saw so you don't have a, you don't have HBO Max in in your uh, no. country. So no. what oh. happens is that H- HBO Max is like affiliated with Crave here in Canada, and right. we get everything five months after. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is why you got to stay off the internet if you want to wait for this shows that you were looking happens. forward to. I mean, I already know uh, what happens. That's, for, it's so yeah, sad for a specific. Spoiler finale of a specific show especially when i stay up till like two in the morning to watch new episodes on disney plus like star wars and marvel because i'm trying to avoid spoilers and then i go to then i go to sleep yeah i just watch them either like as soon as i wake up like maybe like and i'll get up like a little bit earlier watch it then go to work um usually i mean i always avoid spoilers that way um but yeah i I can't do like the two to three a.m but um sorry um so you gave it an 8.5 uh matt yes uh amanda what about you Final thoughts and uh, score? Yeah. Like I said, I did not expect to like this as much as I did. But when I did watch it, it was a 10 a.m. screening. And that was like three hours. And I had to wake up early and travel downtown and like the whole shamu. Um, so I I did give it a three and a half out of five. And now like the more I talk about it, like I kind of want to bump it. But I do think that it's because I was tired. <laughs> and I kind of <laughs> – I was tired. And I kind of felt – the runtime. You had a um, long day that day, didn't you? 
Yeah. So I had the last duel and then it was like two hours, like an hour in the morning to get downtown, hour in the morning to get back. Then I had to write my review. And then like by the time it was like, by the time I knew it, it was like three thirty, four o'clock. And then I had oh, uh, no time to die. <laughs> Another long movie. <laughs> Another that's what, three that's, hour that's movie. What but that's what happens because it's hard to get into a movie that movies you're looking forward to. And yeah. you probably might kind of like it as much because there's a, you're going all over the place watching yeah. multiple movies in a day. I mean, it's, it can it be very hard. exhausting. Yeah, like you got to really catch day, it in a yeah. good mood. You do. But I was like, I was, I had a good morning. Like I was excited to watch it. I just feel like I felt the runtime. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's three and a half out of five. But I, I'm pretty sure I I'd bump it to a four out of five if I watch it again yeah. because it was really well yeah. done. But yeah, they're all superstars. This cast, not one person gave a bad performance. They were all A plus across the board. Beyond impressed with Ridley Scott, which makes me very excited for the House of Gucci just yeah. to see what he can do with that. Hopefully it's not oh, three hours and 15 yeah, minutes as it was that. rumored. So yeah. this Wait, man is like 85. He's 85. Yes, you're more than George 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 he's giving us some content. George, where's yeah. my book? <laughs> Mars Scorsese, he's still directing. Like, he's oh my still, god! And I'm like, those are it's crazy. George R. R. Martin needs to take some oh, some uh some George what? needs to come he's, out of hiding, man. He's go. scared for the Game Jones finale. <laughs> yeah. like, and you know what? He he needs to come out of hiding, finish the rest of the book series, he's and undo left. the se- final season to, or two he, more seasons. Yeah, yeah. Again, and then we get yeah. Just let's pretend that final season didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going into that a whole other podcast for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later, we're still- by the time it will be dawn. By the time it will be dawn, it's like, oh, it's daylight already. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah, uh, for me, uh, I'm giving this a solid. Oh, on Letterbox, I gave it four out of five stars. I really did enjoy it. Um, I do agree. Um, you definitely feel the runtime, but I feel like that's always like with any movie that you're watching the first time. Like, I mean, I rewatched. You know, we did our Harry Potter Chambers of Secrets uh, review, uh, which of this recording will be out. Wednesday. I think we're just going to chop this one tomorrow on Tuesday because this has been a crazy day, you know. But um, yeah, like for Harry Potter, like I can watch all those and like not feel the runtime whatsoever because I've seen them so many yeah. times and it's like yeah. Chamber of Secrets is like pretty much two hours and 40 minutes. Like this one's like maybe a little bit longer, it, but it's it, like, yeah. It, it it looks long when you look at the runtime because you love it so much and you're so invested in the yeah. story and you see it like, yeah, you watch it on multiple viewings right. and you already know the outcome and it goes by quick. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, wow, we're pace. here already? Yeah, like if I watch this again, like definitely I'm not going to feel that runtime, I hope. But yeah, yeah. Um, overall, it, it was just a great movie. I absolutely loved it. And I I really wish it was uh, getting a little bit more love in the box office. Everyone stop yeah. going to see stop seeing Halloween kills. Please, please. God, stop watching Halloween kills for the <laughs> love of God. You know, you know, you know what? I actually enjoyed it. It's I, I did not hate it as much as many people did. Like, come I mean, on, it's go not watch that it, bad. But I mean, also if you prefer, the last duel if you well. think it's that bad, watch the remake of the Rob Zombie Halloween yeah, movies. I Those were sure. horrendous. It's horrendous. Yeah. It's a lot worse than kills. Believe yeah. me. So, well, I mean, don't not watch. Halloween kills. We'll also go watch the last duel and also watch Dune on HBO Max and in- yes! which 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 I'm seeing it this Friday in IMAX. Woo! I booked my ticket, which I'm I can't wait. It all weekend. I'm just gonna watching. keep it straight. This is gonna keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that is just like she's kept on a repeat. 
I did actually for the streaming numbers. Like I would do work and I'd have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I like, watched- I'm gonna watch the noir one. I'm gonna do this. Oh, I forgot the noir one. The Justice. I, I watched version. it over and over again, especially when I had the 4K Blu-ray. Does it have Justice the Justice? I still kept on. on the, uh, yeah, does it have it on? I, I have it. Oh, I, oh, I bought it. No. Same. <laughs> it, 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 unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the Zach's Justice League on 4K Blu-ray it doesn't have the Justice Great Edition because they want to keep this. No, they don't have the digital version on VOD, unfortunately, because they want to keep their HBO Max subscribers because they still I mean, want to keep it exclusively to HBO like... Max. I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't yeah, agree I don't with that either. decision. But you know what? It's show business. Also, start normalizing only giving me the 4K version of a movie and the digital. I don't need the Blu-ray. But but I will all. say that you, if you don't have the 4K Blu-ray, trust me, it's, it's worth the experience. Right it's now. I much even, better. I don't it's even beautiful. have 4K compatibility well, on anything well, yet, and I still bought the 4K. Get the 4K <laughs> TV I, when I you do. When it's worth it. 4K my cable. Beautiful. Just go and buy a PlayStation Five. It's that easy. Well, I'm waiting <laughs> to do all of that at once. So. I finally have a PlayStation 5. They're out on I, I did too. And, and I had it okay. since like the beginning of February. And I was looking up on social Lucky. media and I had to turn on no- notifications to whenever it gets back in stock. And I had to be on my phone 24-7. Yeah. I'm not even joking. I've had my it's not one, easy. But it took me a bit to find my Xbox. But it was, I was easier lucky to find my Xbox. That. A lot easier. But I, Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Actually. But anyway, let's uh, let's let's get on out of here, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Really quick, let everyone know where they can find you online and what's coming up um, on your channels and our websites. We'll start with Amanda, then we'll end with, end with Matt. Yeah, well, this was a blast. Thanks for having me again, Christian. This is great. Uh, you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com. I just roasted Halloween Kills, and I am currently yeah. uploading my <laughs> Halloween Kills review on YouTube over at Candid Cinema. You can definitely check out my Dune review on my website. I will be doing a YouTube review as well. And... I also have an advanced screening of the French Dispatch on Wednesday night. So Timmy all the time. I have a back-to-back Timothy Chalamet night. I'm so excited. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, you guys can find me there. All right, Matt, what about you? Yeah, you can find me at Twitter at just at Matt Wyatt six five one, and I talk about movies all the time on there with my mutuals, and I'm, sometimes I'm usually on the Discord when I'm doing voice chats with my friends. And I, if you want to find me on other social media platforms, you can go to, to the, in, the link in tree in the bio where I keep when I have a Snapchat, Instagram, and I do my reviews on Litterbox, which two movies that I did recently review, which is for instance The Last Duel and then Halloween Kills. And I'm just I'm love being on the show. Thank you so much for having me back on for the third time. I'm open to do more of this. I, I love talking about movies all the time. And like I said, I booked my tickets to see Dune this Friday in IMAX. I just I just can't <laughs> wait to see it. I mean, it, a lot of people are talking about it and you, people are just saying like you need to see this on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, definitely do. And for us, of course, you know, you can follow, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. And coming up on the pod, we have a lot of stuff. Uh, we have our Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets review for our uh, movie series review, celebrating 20 years of magic of Harry Potter. So um, Matt is also on that um, on that podcast, on that episode as well. Um, and of course, we'll have our Dune review. I'm thinking instead of dropping it Monday, we might drop it Friday. Maybe. 
do it. Maybe. I'm telling you, it'll be better for you. Yeah. And then we, we sell the first disc pass, <laughs> but that'll be later on. But I'm seeing Eternals early. That's right. I got my screener. Oh my so I'm very, Yay! very excited. Was not expecting no, whatsoever. Wide. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, man. Thank you, Allied and Marvel, for you know noticing. Lucky. Me. So, <laughs> so we have all that going on. And of course, uh we're we'll definitely uh check uh do the French dispatch uh later on. Uh, next week, probably on the 25th to 26th. And we have our Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban review dropping next Wednesday on the 27th, as well as that is continuing. So, whoo! I'm very, we're, we're finally, we're here. We're like, we're getting to the third movie. I'm very excited. All right, guys, we're going to close out here. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter to stay in the know. That was Amanda, Matt, and my name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one.